Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Morquecho, and you're listening to episode 54. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Greta Eskridge. Greta is a nature lover, book reader, and coffee drinker. She craves relationship and loves having adventures. Her faith in God is the lens through which she sees life. Greta is a second-generation homeschooling mom of four, a wife of 22 years to Aaron, and an author and speaker. Greta's first book, Adventuring Together, released July of 2020 with Thomas Nelson. Greta is passionate about helping parents protect their kids from the devastating effects of pornography, and she loves to travel the country sharing her message of joyful, connected parenting. Hey, Greta, good morning. It's early for us, you guys. <laughs> Thank you for good being morning. here. Good morning. Oh, I'm so glad. I love it. Thank you. Uh, you guys had, how long were you on your road trip this summer? Three and a half weeks. With four kids. Yep. Ages. In one van. In one van. Okay. <laughs> How I'd love to hear, like, I'm sure there's a million favorite parts, but like favorite part and maybe the hardest part. Oh, gosh. Um, I think the favorite part was it was something totally new for us. We we never attempted a trip like that before. Um, our kids are 16, 14, 12 and nine. Um, and just our life has not lent itself to big trips like that. That's just not been, um, financially available to us or available to us for our schedule. Um, so like just deciding we're going to do something totally different and, um, we're going for it, even though it feels big and, um, even a little scary (laughs) to try. Um, so I loved that, that we went for it. And, um, most of it really wasn't hard, like, except for just the regular things like camping for like two and a half weeks is hard, um, at parts, you're just tired of it. And, um, you know, like we had some nights where we camped in like 22 degree weather, like those were like expected difficulties. I think the, um, we had though, just a couple times where things didn't go quite according to plan, like unexpected, huge rainstorm. Um, when I wasn't even there, (laughs) I I was doing like a book signing along the way. Like we would come into a town and I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to have like, uh, a solid chunk of time in the evening while the family's, you know, camping, and I would just like send out a message on Instagram. I'm coming into Billings, Montana. Um, meet me to sign my book at 7 p.m. at this coffee shop. So I did that and I was gone. And then this huge thunder and rainstorm came and, you know, my family had to like pack everything up and they were making dinner and trying to throw everything in the van. And, um, you know, like there were a few moments like that where. So you're saying you got by on getting out on the hard part. <laughs> Well, that only, that part only happened once when I, I left. My son was apparently in the tent crying because he was scared of thunder and lightning and he wanted me. Um, the other times I was there, but you know, just a few unexpected hiccups that you're like, wow, um, this was harder than we thought, but, but we got through, it was an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Those (laughs) things like, that's just what comes with it. Um, Greta, tell us a little bit, give us a little background before we get into some of this about your family, um, just homeschooling, your family culture, kind of the vibe of your family, I guess. 
Okay. So like I said, we have four kids, um, two teenagers, one soon to be teenager. So we're in a, a, just a new stage, which I love, but, um, I gotta be honest, there are a lot of raging hormones around my house, <laughs> which actually is a wonderful way for us all to bond because I could be like, dude, I know how you're feeling with your hormones out of control. And you know how I feel when my hormones are out of control. Yeah. We're in this together. Um, one of my youngest is nine and sometimes he'll call one of his siblings, Mr. or Mrs. Puberty. So even he's aware of what's going on. Um, so that's kind of where we are with um, uh, the stage of parenting. And my husband's an artist and all four of my kids are artists. So we're a family who really just treasures creativity. We, um, we love reading. We love um, making art. Well, I don't make art. Everyone else in the family makes art. I write, um, that's, which is an art. art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all visual artists. Yeah. I sort of feel like you know I'm the the lone one who doesn't do that. Um, but we do. We just we thrive on creativity. So we love drawing, um, reading books, listening to books on audio. I have a couple kids who have dyslexia, so they listen to books a lot. Um, and then we just love to be outside, like you know, we just had a heat wave here in Southern California. We have those in October. Um, we don't have that lovely fall weather that other people get. We have heat waves. And after being inside for just two days, we were like, oh my gosh, we have to get out. You know, it was a hundred degrees. So we weren't really outside because it was, you can't do anything when it's a hundred degrees except to go to the beach. So after two days, we're like, we've been stuck inside. We can't do it. We got to get out. And that's um, really our MO is to be outside as much as possible. So we, I would say creativity and um, time in nature, those are our two um, guideposts as, as a family, the things that bring us so much joy. Yeah. Uh, I love that. We, I can totally relate to that too. If we are a need to get outside family as well. Um, so your kid's a little bit older, uh, Greta, when did you, and your book is called Adventuring Together. When did you mm -hmm. land on the idea that adventuring together was what sparks, uh, what a lot of parents are, you know, hoping for, craving, trying really hard for in some instances, when did you land on that idea for your own family? It was actually when my kids were really little. Um, I had a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. I was a full-time stay-at-home mom, which was something that I had dreamed of being my whole life. But um, when I was in the thick of it and um, dealing with all of that entails, which is, you know, potty training, breastfeeding, nap schedules, making snacks constantly, sweeping up crumbs endlessly, <laughs> um, you know, picking up Legos, just all the things that you do as, as a mom. Um, I found that I was feeling uh, overwhelmed by the tasks and it was hard for me to make those really intentional connections with my kids. And even though they were that little, I already knew I wanted to make really intentional connections because I was getting lost in the things that I felt like I needed to do. And I was like, well, I'm with them all the time. I mean, we were always together. They weren't enrolled in preschool or anything like that because I was homeschooling um, already. You know, I, that was my plan. So we were always together. So it was easy to say, like, we're always together. Of course, we're connected. But in my heart, I just knew that I needed 
to create a a place, a, a space and a place for something that was beyond just being together physically. And so I thought, well, how can I create that space and in my regular life. And for me, that meant getting outside of our house, away from the to-do list, away from our schedule that I felt like I had to keep. Um, and just be in a place that filled me up because if I was filled up, it would be easier to fill them up and a place where we would just be able to enjoy being together and where we could play together, where I would be more playful. Um, and where I would just, the only, the only agenda would be connecting with them. I love that so much. And I can relate so much. I, our daughter is four years old and we're working on nighttime potty training and, you know, we only, we have one child, but we're in the thick of it in different ways. But I find that so true with her where at first I felt like there was a season where I felt like selfish, like I need X, Y, and Z. I need exercise. I need to go for a hike. Mm -hmm. I need to be outside. But what I found and what it's like, oh, thank you, God. Like she enjoys doing those things with me. So like, why don't we do more of those things? And we do now, but there was a season early on where I felt like it wasn't what she needed and what was what I needed. But in the end, it's what we both needed. Um, Right. And it feels really rewarding. Yeah. And I, I think too, I, I knew even though I was in the middle of what felt like just you know, when you're, when you have, when your kids are little, it it feels like this is all you do. (laughs) But I, but I also have tried very hard throughout all of parenting to have a vision for the future. And so besides just wanting to deal with what I was in at the moment, I also thought, well, in the future, what do I want? And what was happening often was I'd go places and people would tell me, Oh, look how, look how cute your kids are. Um, it's so fun right now, but just wait till they're teenagers. And there was like this, this prediction of doom and gloom that it was going to be terrible when they all grew up. And, and I am a little bit rebellious. And so people would say that to me and I'd be like, that's not going to be my story. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but then I, I had to think like, well, how can I prevent that? If that's what everybody says will happen, what steps can I put in place now to write a different story? And so that was like, I, I took kind of my immediate need and I coupled it with that desire I had for the future, which was a, a connection that lasted through teenagers that lasted even into adulthood. And um, like I said, creating that space in, in um, our life, I, I believed would allow for us to get through the teen years without us all hating each other and even to get to adulthood where we would still be connected and have this um, deep relationship that I longed for. It's the kind of relationship I have with my parents and it's what I wanted with my kids. So those two things were the driving force that got us into this idea of taking an adventure together every week intentionally and regularly without exception. Yeah. I'm guessing there might be people listening who are like, that all sounds really great, Greta. That sounds fabulous. <laughs> but I am just exhausted right now. Or mm-hmm. I, whatever it is, I'm overworked. I'm working and right. I'm a mom. Or, yeah. you know, my kids in this season. Or I am just have moms who maybe are like really type A who put a lot of pressure on themselves to like have it all go mm-hmm. a certain way. Like what yes. do you have to say to these mamas? <sighs> 
<laughs> uh, first of all, I can say I can relate to every single one of those things. And to be perfectly honest with you, when you say that, it it makes me emotional because I so understand all of those feelings. Um, and I think that um, the truth is every single one of us would find it easier to just to just stay home and to, to do, um, to take the path of least resistance, because quite honestly, stepping outside literally, (laughs) um, of your comfort zone and stepping outside, you know, figuratively of your comfort zone, it, it, it's hard. It stretches us. And, um, that's where the growth happens though. And so, I can remember so many hikes when my kids were little, which that's kind of our our favorite kind of adventure because it's very accessible. Um, Even though it's hard, (laughs) it's accessible because hiking is, is usually inexpensive to free. Um, You can do a a small hike. So your little kids can do it. Um, Even if you don't live in a super rich a nature rich area, you can generally even find a, a park or a nature center you can walk through. So hiking is a really accessible adventure. Um, but even, even if it's a, a small hike at a nature center where the path is marked, like you're taking your little kids, things can go wrong. Somebody pees their pants, you, you know, somebody gets a blister. Um, it's hotter than you anticipated and everyone's complaining. Um, one time, literally I was hiking and it's the only time I've ever forgotten to bring our potty stash, which is wipes and mm. toilet paper and Ziploc bags. And I got like a random sudden case of diarrhea and oh. I had nothing to clean up <laughs> with. And I, oh. Luckily, my kids were playing in a creek, so I used their socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this and, is great. And to this day, they'll say to me, like when they can't find their socks, to like, mom, where are my socks? Oh, that's so <laughs> <Yeah. funny. laughs> so so like legitimately I understand um that all of those feelings. Um but I think that the uh, the magic of of pushing through is that um, you will grow, your kids will grow, you'll grow individually, but you'll also grow together in connection, and it's genuinely worth it as hard as it is. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Um, and also good advice to always have wipes with you, no matter what. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> wipes and snacks. Those are like the key. Water too. Okay, so three. The three essentials. Yeah. Wipes, snacks, water. Yeah. Always have them. Greta, was there, <laughs> did you have to lose some mindset like early on or was it something you just were desiring so much that you knew like you were going to push through or were there some some things that you had to work through to like let go of to get to this place? Uh, for your family? Oh, I still have to let go of things. Honestly, just last week, we were getting ready to go um, on an adventure. Um, And like, I, um, I called all my kids into the bathroom and I was like, um, what's going on here, guys? Why is there pee all over the toilet? Why is there toothpaste smeared on the mirror? Why aren't you guys putting the caps back on the toothpaste and putting them away? And like every part of me wanted to just scrap the adventure and stay home and, you know, go on a massive cleaning. Um, because just like what was going on in the bathroom, which could have been dealt with in five minutes and we could have been on our way after I reminded them of how to, you know, clean up after they use the bathroom. But 
<clears throat> my, I, I wanted to then turn it into something so much bigger and be like, everything's a wreck. We got to stay home and clean up because I really struggle with wanting order in my home, especially when I'm feeling, um, stressed or overwhelmed. Like if I can calm my, my environment, then if I can control my environment, you're taking the words like, out of my mouth. Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> then I feel like my life's under control. But so here's the part where I had to, to let go of that. What I found in years of mothering is that, um, in this desire to control my environment and to keep my house clean, because that made me feel like things were under control is that would become, um, more important than spending time with my kids. And even if they were home and we were together, it'd be like, okay, yes, we're reading books together. We're, we're playing a game together, but, but always would be like, okay, but as soon as I'm done, I'm going to go get those things done that have to get done. That feels so important. Um, and really what was so much better is to just say, we're, you know, five minutes, clean up the bathroom, and then we're going to get in the car and we're going to go. And the relationship um, building that happens when we get out from that is so much more valuable. And everybody's so much more connected or so much more joyful. Um, and it, it's better. It's better for all of us. It's better for me. It's better for them. It's better for us. And so, yeah, I've ha I still have to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's still happening. I can relate. But to it's it. worth it. Yeah, that's good. That's encouraging for me. Um I've been a mom for a lot less time and that's very encouraging for me. It's something I'm always working on, so it's it's nice to hear stories like that. Um Greta, what are some maybe unexpected ways I know like adventure get out of the house like have there been anything like over the years that you guys have done that just was like Maybe it seems small, but it felt really big mm -hmm. to you as a family. Um, anything like that? Yeah, I think one of our favorite ways to adventure, which doesn't involve leaving the house and you can do when it is, you know, like here, 100 degrees and you can't go anywhere. Or if you were to live somewhere where, you know, you have the opposite thing, like it's winter and you can't get out, um, is adventuring through books. And that's really meaningful to me because growing up, um, my mom was not able to go out hiking with us. She just was physically unable. Um, also, we often were um, growing up. I just our family did not have a lot of extra money. Sometimes we didn't even have a car to use because our one car my dad was using for work. So we weren't going out adventuring. Um, but my mom brought adventure into our lives through books and we read together so much. And we visited places that we would have never gotten to otherwise. And I've continued that with my own kids. We read a lot of books together. So um, this idea of sharing a story really helps us create a culture of connection because we're, we're not just like everybody's listening to the book on their own device or reading their own books in their own corner where I'm reading it aloud to all of them while they sit around the table and draw or build Legos or whatever, or we're listening to it together on, um, you know, a speaker cause it's an audio book, but by doing it together, it becomes the shared activity and therefore a shared memory. So we can refer to characters in books or remember when that happened, or this was our favorite, you know, part, remember that. And 
And I mean, there are books that we've listened to when they were little kids and we still have like family jokes about it because it's a connecting experience. I like that. I like that a lot. That's very accessible to everybody. Yeah. And to people maybe who don't feel very quote unquote adventurous. Exactly. Um, are there, have you ever encountered, do you have any kids you don't have to name names like any like where the kids like didn't want to participate in um the getting out or does that did that not happen in your family yeah I mean I think that that always happens because um you know over the years okay so let me just frame this by saying as a person who even though I do struggle sometimes to get out the door because I feel like I need to do you know more purposeful activities at home like clean the bathroom um generally though my drive is to adventure and to have fun and everybody to have a great time uh so when somebody's struggling because they're like I feel like I don't want to go or um you know they're grumpy or for whatever reason because the fact of the matter is somebody's always you know, mad, sad, tired, hungry, grumpy, hormonal, you know, whatever it is. Like, I, I can't control everybody being happy and excited all the time. So sometimes somebody doesn't want to go. Um, but because we've continued to do this over the years, I can say, guys, I, I know you don't feel like it right now, but <clears throat> let's let's look back at our history and you always feel better. We always feel better. It's always worth going. And they can trust that that's true. And even if they do it begrudgingly, they're like, yeah, fine, whatever. And then we get there and they're like, yeah, you're right. It was worth it. And so um, it's a matter of asking them to trust me or sometimes it's a matter of them <laughs> asking me, mom, mm -hmm. you know, it will be worth it. So it works both ways. It, it's not just me inviting them. Sometimes it's them inviting me. Yeah, I like that too. Um, that's kind of nice. The older they get, they're kind of on your case about it in a good way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I can't chat with you and not talk about homeschooling in general a little <laughs> bit. Um, what kind of give us a little, maybe what your family's mission is for homeschooling, what your goal has been over the years, what is your purpose? Why do you do it? Why is it so important to you? I would say my number one goal for homeschooling, again, is building relationship and connection with my kids. Um, relationships just drive me. And I was homeschooled myself. So that's the second generation homeschool part. And I really believe it contributed to having um, just a really deep connection with my parents, um, spending a lot of time with them. And then I taught high school, public high school for five years after um, I graduated from college and before we had kids. And I absolutely loved it. And I love the opportunity to connect and have relationships with my students. But one thing I found was, you know, I had 150 students every year and it was it was a struggle to connect with them, with them all, because there were so many of them. And so I knew I wanted to homeschool my kids because I would have um, certainly not 150 <laughs> and it would be easier to connect with um, to build those just really deep connections because we would have time together. And I have to say now that my oldest is 16 and we're almost done, um, it has gone really fast and I'm already like, um, sad to think that our time together will be over. And 
and yes, it's been a big chunk of my life that I'm dedicating to homeschooling them, but the opportunity to have these days together, um, it's, it's just, I can't, I would never give it up. It has been worth it. A hundred percent. Do you feel like maybe not now, but maybe earlier on, like, or maybe now, do you feel like you're missing out on something or something that you had to like let go of and maybe somebody else's eyes of mm-hmm. whether it's traditional schooling or different kind of life or just a different, mm-hmm. you know, different life, I guess. Um, yes. Or earlier on that you feel like you're missing out on. For sure. Um, when my kids were little, I remember um, thinking like, wouldn't it be amazing to have a whole day where somebody else was teaching <laughs> them or taking care of them? Like a whole day to myself or even, I mean, not the whole day, but like from, you know, nine to three or whatever. Um, and, and I remember the first year that all of my kids were old enough to go to vacation Bible school. And so it was going to be like five mornings in a row from like nine to noon that they were gone. And I, I just, I hadn't, had not had that much time to myself in years and it felt amazing. And I felt guilty for wanting that, but I also felt like, um, I earned it. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so there was definitely uh, a a recognition that um, I didn't have, you know, I I didn't have time away from them, really. And and uh, where that became a struggle was I really wanted to write and I really wanted to pursue, um, you know, working on a book like that was like a lifelong dream. And I had friends who were writing books and there was a part of me that was like, why can't I do that? And it wasn't my season um, when they were all younger and they required so much more of my time and so much more of my attention. I couldn't steal away for, uh, you know, a couple hours in the afternoon or um, stay up late and right because I had to get up in the night and nurse somebody or somebody woke up because of bad dreams or they all woke up really early. And so it wasn't the season and that was hard for me to come to terms with. But my mom reminded me, she's like, it's not your season. Like she literally (laughs) said to me, that's not the season you're in and that season will come. And, um, you just, you're going to have to be patient and wait. And she was right. The season has come and it took a while to get there. But, um, like again, now of course hindsight's 2020 and I think, yeah, that was, that was the season I was supposed to be in and now it's a new season. But when you're in the middle of a season, sometimes it's hard to, to see past that. Yeah, no, it's such a good reminder. I think that I'm an Enneagram one type A personality Mm -hmm. and like I put a lot of, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself. Just last night I was thinking, um, my husband and I have been talking about getting an adventure van and building it out and doing all these things. And we always have conversations like this. Um, we both love adventure. We, we've loved getting out in the world before we had Vera mm-hmm. and now she loves it too. So like, we're always, you know, talking about these things. But last night I was like, just let go, just be free, you know, like stop putting all this pressure on yourself for the next right decision. And like, I have waves of that feeling mm-hmm. where I feel like, oh, thank you God, like some relief, you know, because I yes. have the natural personality to like, well, I want this right now and I want this right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not all right now and it's okay. And you, yes. it's such a good reminder of like, it's not your season all the time for all these different things. Um, yeah. yeah. And even the the practical parts of that, that I had no idea about, but God knew like, okay, for example, writing this book, um, you know, 
there was like a lot of times where I had to be on the phone, like in the, on the af- in the afternoon for like an hour. And when I had toddlers, like I couldn't have been on the phone for an hour. Like that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's going to die like, or <laughs> at least there's going to be like honey and, you know, poop spread around the house because they're crazy. Um, but I didn't, I never even knew that that would be part of the process of writing a book that I would have to spend time on the phone yeah. and, and, but once since my kids were all older, I could say, guys, I'm going to be on the phone in my room for an hour, you know, watch your younger brother, you know, um, you can fold the laundry and watch a show yeah. like, like that. That wasn't something I knew about, but God did. And so God knew it wasn't the season and he knew when the season would come. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so good to be able to trust him with the fact that he sees the whole picture when we can only see what we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Can you share, Greta, any, some of maybe your greatest parenting lessons that you've learned through homeschooling, even for moms who don't homeschool or kids are in traditional quote unquote right now, which is non-existent. Right. Like (laughs) whatever it is. (laughs) Can you share some of the, just the greatest parenting wins and lessons that you've learned um, through homeschooling, through choosing this life of adventure as well? Um, yeah, I can think of, of two. Um, one, the first one I learned early on with my second was, um, really based off of the, the scripture from Proverbs that's, uh, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger and to parent gently. And when, um, my first inclination is to be harsh or to push away, um, to instead, use gentleness and to pull them towards me and to, um, to have that be my posture has been, um, so transformative for parenting. And, um, it's, it's actually harder. (laughs) It's, it's harder to, to be gentle. I, I think we perceive gentleness as weakness and that that means, you know, we let our kids walk all over us and that's not the case. Um, Jesus was gentle, but he did not let people walk all over him. Um, instead, it's it's coming at your child with compassion and empathy and understanding and loving them. Um, but but also, you know, saying so. Let me give you a practical example. Like your kids comes to you and. Um, you know, you're hiking and they're like, can you carry my backpack? And I'm tired. And, you know, I know my first inclination would be like, no, like, you know, carry it yourself. Like you're big or whatever. Um, but, but I've thought like, well, what if my husband's response to me was when I, if I were to say to him, babe, I'm so wiped out on the trail. Can you help me and just carry my pack for five minutes? And you were like, no, carry it yourself, like deal with it that would be crushing. And so if, if it would crush me for him to say that, wouldn't it also crush my kids? So my response has been, um, sure, hun, I'll carry your pack for five minutes. Let me set the timer on my phone and um, I'll give you a break. And then in five minutes, you can carry it again. And, um, that's an example that I've used lots of times as we've hiked together of, of showing compassion and gentleness, but also encouraging them to um, do something that feels hard. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that's the second lesson is, is letting them struggle a little bit um, and being on their team while they struggle 
and walking through the struggle with them and sometimes even carrying them for a little bit through the struggle, but then setting them back down and saying, okay, you can do hard things. Let's push through. I'll be right next to you while you do. I like that a lot. I really like that a lot. I feel like that's a good compromise of encouraging the independence and, you know, setting them up for doing the things, but also just walking alongside them. Greta, what do you think uh, parents need to let go of most in order to create the deep connection, in order to create a life with their children of trust, uh, thriving, fun, adventure, all of those <laughs> things? Like, what do we, what do you, what do I, what do mamas listening need to let go of most to create that with their kids? Um, I think you talked about earlier of this um, idea of um, this expectation of things going according to plan, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) this expectation of perfection. Um, I can really relate to that. I'm not a perfectionist at all in most areas of my life. However, when it comes to planning adventures, um, I love to make big plans, grand plans. I have it all mapped out. And um, it's hard for me to let go of those expectations when things don't go according to plan. I'm like, but this is not the way it's supposed to be, right? Um, And and I think that translates into all areas of our life, that idea of it's not the way it's supposed to be. This isn't what I had planned. But when we're willing to let go of that and say, um, well, how can we thrive in the middle of this misadventure, whether it's a small misadventure um, or it's a much bigger one in you know some area of your life, if we can let go of what we had planned and trust that um, some good is going to come out of it and we're going to grow. We're going to grow as individuals. We're going to grow together as a family and trust that God has control of our story. That's, that's a really important step in, um, in not just surviving, like I said, but thriving in the middle of a misadventure. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of that has to do with the answer to this question, but if, is there anything for you personally that you feel in choosing this life of adventure and connection and homeschooling um, since walking on that path and going that way that God has called your family to do, do you feel, I guess, what do you feel God has set you free from the most? Um, gosh, well, I think like I was sharing earlier, that, um, that feeling of, of control, um, wanting to have control and, and recognizing that it was, it was just a, it is not because I still struggle with it sometimes that it's, it's a facade and that in this desire to control, um, either my environment, like having a, a clean house or, you know, children who never, um, disobey or don't have meltdowns or want to, you know, hike with no shoes or what, whatever it is, um, that, that when I let go of that and instead um, pursue relationship and connecting with my kids as my number one priority, um, even if it means my house is messy, even if it means my kids, you know, don't always behave perfectly, like it's, it's worth it. Um, I have wanted to be the one who looks like she has it all together. The kids, are perfect. The house is perfect. My life is perfect. And, um, when I have instead chosen to pursue relationship with my family, it means that things don't look perfect. Things don't go perfectly, but we're together 
in the middle of it. And that's more important. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, what are you most excited about for your book being out in the world? Gosh, it's, well, first of all, um, publishing a book in the middle of a pandemic was an adventure I was not expecting. Um, and so I, it has been very exciting to see um, its its message is resonating right now. Because I thought how ironic even that the title is Adventuring Together and Everybody's not supposed to be together. But um, so I was like, oh my gosh, even the title doesn't work in the middle of a pandemic. But but actually we are together with our families. Right. And so um, I've been very excited and I continue to be just so overjoyed to see the way God is using the book that I feel is, you know, a pretty simple book. It's not like this theological, you know, um, deep theological book or this great piece of literature, but it's still um, resonating with the hearts of families and showing them that they can connect with one another in meaningful ways. And that makes me really, really excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I read the first little bit on Amazon and then ordered it. So I, I can't <laughs> oh, thank wait. You. Yeah, no, it's definitely hits home with our family. So I'm really excited and just grateful for you sharing I know that you share a lot in the book and a lot of great ideas. Um, so I'm excited to tap into those for our own family too. Uh, Greta, where can people follow along? Check out your book, Instagram. Yeah. So Instagram is where I'm definitely the most active in my, um, if you look for me on Instagram, you can just type in Greta Eskridge and I'll come up or my handle is ma and pa modern. When I started my Instagram account, I really didn't know what Instagram was. <laughs> I just created this random name. Like it had meaning to me. But um, so if you stumble upon Ma and Pa Modern, that's me, Greta Esbridge. And that's where I am the most active for sure. Um, you can also access my blog, Greta Eskridge. It's on my website, GretaEskridge.com. And um, there I have, you know, my speaking schedule. I have um articles that I've written about adventuring and homeschooling and mothering and, you know, just topics that I'm passionate about. So those are the two main places to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Greta. It was so much fun chatting with you this morning. And thank you just for sharing um, just all of it, your, your motto on life. I love it. And I think <laughs> that we can all learn a little something from it and walk away and hopefully pursue a little more adventure, big or small. Yes. Thank you. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.